Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit What's up, guys, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. This week's video is brought to you by Raycon Earbuds, and we'll hear more from them later on. Our first question comes from Joshua Black, who asks if we'll get a face reveal from The Mandalorian. I think we will. Like, ever, ever? I th yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, I guess we're probably... I think it'll happen this season. Yeah. I mean, why would you cast someone as gorgeous as pa Pedro Pascal? <laughs> And not show his face. I mean, I agree, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're going to be in the starring role, I, I think that eventually he's like, yeah, I want my face to be in it. Uh, otherwise, why cast anyone at all? Like, it, it could have been anyone's voice. It's modulated and everything. I think what's going to happen is that he's going to take it off near the end of the season, maybe in the season finale, and that's going to be like a character moment for him. I think in season two and beyond... Uh, he's going to have the helmet off a lot more often. And it'll be kind of like, okay, I'm putting it on when I go into battle or something. Mm -hmm. But right now it's like... Or during negotiations, because it's like... <laughs> it's like, like wearing the sunglasses. poker face. Right, yeah. Anytime he's playing Sabacc, he'll keep the helmet on. <laughs> but it's kind of like Kylo Ren, I think, in that the helmet right now is a big part of his identity, and he's hiding behind it almost, where he's like, this is what makes me a Mandalorian. And throughout the show, I think he'll come to realize, like, oh, I don't need the armor to be a Mandalorian to be a good person. Like, I I'm what makes the armor and not the other way around. Matthew Gam wants to know who our favorite Inquisitors are and why. You start. Well, are we talking about uh, Fallen Order spoiler stuff? We can talk vaguely about the second sister without revealing anything. Okay. Um, originally I was going to say the seventh sister. That's what I thought you were going to say without a doubt. That's why I said you go first. I didn't think there'd be any hesitation. I didn't my ever imagine you would betray Sarah Michelle Gellar like this. Well, my only reason is, is because it's voiced by Sarah Michelle Gellar and she's like... Everything? She's everything to me. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I haven't really gotten a chance to play through the entire story of Fallen Order, but from what I've seen... The second sister is pretty dope. Yeah, I, I basically took her through some of the major cutscenes uh, so she'd know what was going on. But yeah, the second sister is far and away the best Inquisitor. Uh, outside got... of maybe the Grand Inquisitor, she has the most character. Yeah, she's and got a great story. I think even more so than the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, yeah, the reveal of who she is, it's not Beresafi. <laughs> <laughs> um 
she has the most rich story and the most relatable as well. Like even the ninth sister in the game is pretty much just like, I'm bad and I like it. And I'm bad and I'm here to it up, man. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and the second sister is not quite like that. And, uh, I really appreciated it, but yeah, the second sister is easily my favorite inquisitor. Flash Turtle asks if Star Wars should try a what-if series like Marvel's doing. So explain to me what Marvel is doing. So on Disney+, Plus, they're doing an animated show that's like, I can't think of any of the scenarios, but what if this happened instead of this in the movies? And they kind of take one thing and change it and then explore the universe and how that would have rippled out into the rest of the MCU. Uh, I don't think i see star wars doing that i think it would be really fun they did comics like that uh, back in the legends days and they were fun uh i think that lucasfilm is being a lot more protective of the canon right now that i don't see them doing it but maybe after uh they've been around for as long as the mcu and people are a little more familiar with what has and hasn't happened mm-hmm. uh the more mainstream audience then then maybe they could explore it yeah I, I mean i could see them doing something like this but in my mind that would be like a re-envisioning of legends itself like if they were going to make a new legends a new star wars legends they could make it like a what if series but i don't think they would do it it's just more fuel for the fire uh i <laughs> yeah, don't know kind of. people would either love it or hate it and the people who hated it would really hate it or, or we'd get people going like oh this is what they should have done uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's an interesting thought experiment and i'm not opposed to it because i don't get angry about stuff like that uh but i i don't yeah i don't see it happening either i mean we're already seeing people say that the mandalorian is better than anything disney's done so far with the films and if we got a what if series we would probably hear a lot more of that which there's nothing wrong with that i mean i think right now i i've been thinking that fallen order might be my favorite star wars thing in the disney era uh it 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 took my breath away like (laughs) i really really love it it's at least my favorite thing since the force awakens so i have no problem with people being like yes the mandalorian is what i wanted so Mm -hmm. James Petrie wants to know if Poe and Finn could be an item in The Rise of Skywalker, and if they are, will it be shown in the movie or revealed in a book or something afterwards? So, I love Finn and Poe. I love their friendship. I would be surprised and thrilled if they showed it to be something more in Episode Nine. Uh, I'm skeptical that Disney will do it, um, which sucks, but... Rebecca Rowan Horse's Resistance Reborn really made me think that, okay, it could happen. Um, she seemed to hint at it a lot. So at the very least, I think Rebecca Rowan Horse ships Finn and Poe. Yeah, I think in the book, Finn and Poe have a moment where Poe is asking Finn about, like, you and you and Ray, you and uh, Rose, and he's like, nah. And Poe's like, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, <laughs> And then later, they have, like, a moment where he's tying his tie, and, like, another person who barely knows them 
is like, oh, I just assumed you and Finn would be going on this mission together. Like, there there are a lot of little things where they're kind of dancing around it, but I don't know if they're actually going to show it in the movie. And I think it would be a shame if after the fact they did a book where the two of them are a couple. Yeah. Because that feels like J.K. Rowling and Dumbledore and like dropping all these weird tidbits about the Harry Potter universe after the fact when it's like, why why didn't this play into the books in the first place? Why are you saying it now? It feels uh, ingenuous. Is that a word? Do, do you think it would be... Not genuine? Disingenuous. <laughs> I got there. Do you think it would be better if they did address it later in, on in a book or didn't address it at all? I uh, I don't know. I guess something's better than nothing, but it feels more important. In matters of representation, Like it's a bigger deal to have this happen on the big screen where most people see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that everyone deserves to be able to see themselves in a Star Wars character, and I, I think that this would be a good step in that direction. Yeah, I don't... I agree. I don't think Disney will do this on the big screen if they were going to do it i think they would have set something up way earlier it seems like a big thing to throw in to episode nine um but yeah i mean i ship them personally i don't i'm I'm not getting my hopes up and i i hope that everyone else isn't getting their hopes up too high for any particular ships um that may or may not happen because we don't know yeah uh, I, my fingers are crossed. I hope it happens. I don't think it will. But I ship their friendship, and I will ship them romantically if that is the case. <laughs> Zach Stash asks, What we think of carbon freezing being more widely used in Star Wars outside of The Empire Strikes Back? This is something that we talked about, I think, in our Mandalorian commentary. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I, I think that, and I have seen a couple people just talk about this where... Uh, everyone seemed like unsure if Han Solo would survive in The Empire Strikes Back. And then in The Clone Wars, we see Anakin and the clones use it. Uh, and of course, in The Mandalorian, he's got like his little mobile unit. <laughs> and I think the line to go back to is Darth Vader says that this facility is crude, uh, but it should work. And so I think that probably what was on Cloud City was just outdated. And they were more like, okay... We've never tested this facility on humans. We know that carbon freezing can be fine, but it might not be here. And so, yeah, it does kind of give off this impression that this was the first time we ever tried it, and then Clone Wars negated that. Uh, So now I think that it looks like carbon freezing technology has come a long way, and now it's like they're in these mobile boxes, and you just shove someone in them and hit a button, and they freeze. That's definitely just one of those things that I think after word got out that that's a thing that you can do with people bounty hunters were like yes sign me up yeah yeah (laughs) i I could see the guild being like oh that's perfect and then they just went in and did some testing and i mean a lot of the bounties doesn't matter if they're dead or alive so who cares if it kills them (laughs) that's true like I said before, today's Q&A is brought to you by Raycon, who's offering all of our viewers a discount on their wireless earbuds that you can get at buyraycon.com slash Explained. 
Their earbuds sound just as good as other premium audio brands, but start at about half the price. They sent me the E25 model to try out, and they do sound really great. Connecting with Bluetooth is easy, and I haven't had any connection issues. Molly likes to watch TV in bed while I read, so I put on music so I can focus on my book, or I've been using them to listen to podcasts while I walk Hilo. They come with a really cool charger that doubles as a carrying case, they can adjust to fit any size of ear, and they come in a lot of different colors. They have amazing sound at a great price. Visit buyraycon.com slash starwarsexplained or click on the link in the description of our video to give you access to Raycon's Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals, which makes them even more affordable. On to YouTube questions, Sarah Mac asks if we think the Mandalorian will ever get the Darksaber during the show. I hope so, and I don't. Uh, like, I want Bo-Katan to be in the show very badly. I, I want was, Katie Sackhoff to play Bo-Katan. I was going to say that. I want to see the Darksaber in the show, in her hands. Yeah. I don't care if the Mandalorian gets to play with it or not. I just want her in the show right. with the Darksaber. I, I want the Darksaber in it, and I want it to be with Bo-Katan. Uh, the only way I would see it passing to the Mandalorian is if she were to die, which could happen, but I don't <laughs> want it to happen. So <laughs> I'm like... I have mixed feelings on it. And it would still be cool. Like, I think we're going to grow to love this character more and more and more. And if eventually he becomes the leader of Mandalore somehow, that's a cool story. Uh, maybe Bo-Katan's ready to just kick back and retire on what's left of Scarif. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> somewhere with a beach. Yeah. Gleanselm. That's probably better. But I do think with Dave Filoni being so heavily involved... I think it's going to happen. I think the, the Darksaber is going to show up at some point. Maybe not in season one, but as the world gets bigger, the world of the show, I think it has a very good chance of showing up. Do you think the Mandalorian will see it and be like, where do I get one of those? <laughs> Go get Tar Vizsla to make you one a thousand years ago. Yeah. <laughs> S2 at 22 wants to know if cop bands from the Aftermath books could show up in The Mandalorian wearing Boba Fett's armor. Or a lot of people think we've already seen Boba Fett. No, they don't. There's one one person put that in an article, and Boba Fett's not in the show. I'm not <laughs> losing this bet. <laughs> um, so the last we've seen of anything from Boba Fett was in the Aftermath books. Uh, some Jawas pulled some Mandalorian armor out of the pit of carcoon it's never explicitly said this is boba fett's armor but it totally is and <laughs> so like a sheriff named cobb vanth takes the armor and then uses it to kind of keep the peace on tatooine so if the armor were to show up it would be kind of like yeah it's more likely cobb vanth in there but that sounds like such a convoluted thing to explain to people <laughs> Like, yeah. it's Boba Fett, and he's like, no, my name's Cobb Vanth, and takes the helmet off, and you're like, <laughs> what? So unless between Aftermath and The Mandalorian, Boba Fett took his armor back, but how did he lose it in the first place? <laughs> why'd they? Why'd he leave his armor? I assume he survived. Like, so many questions. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think they have time or want to explain the whole Cobb Vanth thing. I think it's more likely we get a Jodo cast. Type, I would love that. Type character. Yes. And that, the the person you're talking about uh, in The Mandalorian and like that dark tunnel who looks kind of like Boba Fett, the colors look more like Jodo cast to me, so. And 
for people who don't know who that is. He's fake Boba Fett. Yeah, he's like pretending to be him. Yeah, I love that character because he was created in Legends when Boba Fett died. And people were like, oh, we kind of still want Boba Fett in stories. So they made up Jodo cast. And then someone else down the line was like, why don't we just make Boba Fett alive again? Say he survived. <laughs> and so now we have two Boba Fetts and they made this cool comic where Boba Fett hunts down Jodo Cast and kills him because Jodo Cast has basically been letting people think he's Boba Fett because his armor looks so similar. And I love that this poor character just like lives or dies depending on whether or not Boba Fett lives or dies. <laughs> so yeah, I'd be all about Jodo Cast returning. <laughs> Rodrigo asks, which books and comics should people read before seeing The Rise of Skywalker? First of all, nothing's required. Yeah. Go in it, you know, just having seen the movies, but... So we have The Rise of... The Journey to the Rise of Skywalker line of stories. It's a mouthful. And of everything that I've seen and read, I think the only thing you would probably not want to miss is Resistance Reborn. That one felt the most necessary to me. Everything else felt pretty skippable. The Allegiance comic was... The Poe comic, maybe? The Poe comic does have a lot of stuff in it, uh, but it gets pretty well summarized in Resistance Reborn. Yeah. And all that stuff came out uh, almost two years ago at this point. So, yeah, I think Resistance Reborn... And then I've also heard someone say that Black Spire uh, Mm. is a good one to read. I don't know why yet. I think we'll have to wait to see the movie to understand why. What? But it was a really good book. I mean, I loved Black Spire, and it, it could be a good, I don't know, precursor to us maybe seeing the Resistance base that is going to be on Batu, if that's in Rise of Skywalker. It might be. But otherwise, yeah, I think Resistance Reborn is a great uh, pre-Rise of Skywalker book to read just it's short it's got a lot of leia stuff in it which i really enjoyed to just to get like a good base of like where leia's head is at uh going into the rise of skywalker so also a lot of poe and a lot of him dealing with uh consequences of what he did in the last jedi um oh and i should point out when i say someone said to read black spire someone at lucasfilm publishing said that uh, Resistance Reborn and Black Spire were really good things to read before episode nine. Uh, I think you'll be fine going in to see the movie without having read any of them. But if you're into the Star Wars books and comics and you want something to read, then those are probably the two biggest recommendations. Adrian wants to know if we'll do a Fallen Order Easter eggs video. I really want to. Uh, my problem right now is that the schedule is full. Like, so much stuff is coming out that I only have so much time to talk about it. <laughs> and the first world problems. <laughs> I know. It's like, there's too much Star Wars, and I can't handle it all. <laughs> uh, but leading up to The Rise of Skywalker, like, there are things that I want to talk about getting into it, and I can't shift those after the movie. It's all like prepping for the movie, and mm-hmm. then I want to talk about books while they're still relevant, and fallen order while it's still relevant and i like there's just i'm probably gonna do it uh but it might not be until january or late december unfortunately um because i have to probably play through it again 
And yeah, that's another thing I was going to say. There's a lot of Easter eggs and just a lot in general about this game. And I was telling someone else about this that was asking if we were going to do a lore play series on the game. And, you know, yeah, we would like to, but it's going to be a while because if we want to do it, we want to do it right. And there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. And, and if I did it now, it would, it just wouldn't be great. And there's no time to do it anyway. So. <laughs> There's no time. There, there's no time, guys. Uh, this guy's too busy. So when things slow down a little bit, uh, I will talk about Fallen Order even more because, I, like I said earlier, I love the game. There's a ton to talk about. I have this big list of topics, and I'm just like, well, I'll hold on to that for a little while because I have The Mandalorian and The Rise of Skywalker and Resistance all to talk about. And the Rise of Kylo Ren comic is coming out soon. Vader Immortal came out two days ago while you're watching this, or tomorrow <laughs> for me while I'm sitting here recording. It's a lot. Shills WW asks if Rail Avaros could appear in the Kenobi series. So he is a character from Master and Apprentice, and also Dooku Jedi Lost. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think so, but... I wouldn't be surprised if he survived Order 66 because I don't see him as the type of guy to be part of a the general the army. I don't think he was a Jedi general. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I, got think he, I don't think he was around. And I don't know, maybe he's one of those names on a list somewhere. Yeah, that the Inquisitors have that are like, he's probably alive. But I mean, he wasn't really all that cool with the Jedi. Like he yeah. was a bit of an outcast. He was still a member of the order, but they were like, let's send him off on this mission where he can't cause trouble. So I don't see him leading clones. I don't see him being around to be shot. I think he probably did survive, but to be in the Kenobi series would be, uh, I don't know. They'd have to just do it right where it, it doesn't confuse people because yeah. way more people are going to watch that series than have read Master and Apprentice. Yeah, I think they're going to concentrate on putting people in the Kenobi series that people who have seen the movies and maybe Clone Wars, uh, those types of characters in as a priority, and then like book characters, probably not, but it would be a cool cameo. Yeah, I think it's possible, just unlikely. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.